three, two, one. Daybreaks and aches. I'll be running when my feet hit the ground. Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson. I subscribe to the belief that women need women. As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting. Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit. Take some time to breathe. You are doing better than you think. Now here's Cindy. You are all doing better than you think. Welcome to From One Mom to Another. We are so glad that you are listening and as usual... I am here with my daughter, Stephanie Taylor. We thought we would explore the meaning of the phrase, you are doing better than you think when it comes to mothering. Before we get started today, I want to say that as we discuss and share some of our mistakes or misjudgments as mothers, our comments are aimed at everyday type mistakes and not to be mistaken for minimizing the effects of physical or mental abuse. If you are a victim of either, we would encourage you to seek help, or if you have issues with abuse regarding your children, there is help available. Please reach out to your local community, friends, or church leaders. I don't know if you remember this, Stephanie, but one day you called me up and said, I think I broke Avery. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, but I I have had that thought several times about several of my children. You could probably, and me too, we probably on very many occasions feel like we've broken, broken our children, but I mean, indeed, you did not. I don't really remember now what it was that had occurred, but um, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, I'm sure she's fine. And after our discussion, you went back and talked to her and worked worked it out. But we all we all feel that. I mean, we all feel like you know we're going to scar our children for life. You know that that what we do and what we say and the situations that maybe we don't handle with the best. Grace and, grace, grace and yeah, a plum, and- a plum. Yeah, that's right. Um, but here's the truth. There's a couple truths here. But the first one is, just despite our best efforts, we're going to send our kids out the door with baggage. <laughs> that's just, and then they're going to marry someone with their baggage. Right. And, you know, they're going to raise kids and send them out the door with their baggage. And that is the circle of life. And I, I, I think that, you know, um, if we can remember that and just be a little softer on ourselves, mm-hmm. um, when we do those things that we wish we, we hadn't or didn't handle very well, that that's just because we're not perfect. We're not perfect and our children aren't perfect. And I think in this circle of life that there's a point um, when children just realize that their parents did the best they they could, and this usually happens when they become parents, <laughs> and <laughs> when we all of a sudden realize that it's not easy and that there are low points, you're handed this little bundle of personality and opinions that don't always work with yours, and you're looking around for that textbook of you know right a parent and. You, it's not there and you panic and you you hear your parents coming out of your mouth as you repeat the things they said to you or did to you and, right well but, and you and you re, and you realize how little your parents really knew right because you, I had go ahead I had my children when I was in my 20s what do you know in your 20s but you know as a little kid you think your parents 
are perfect. And so when they have low points or they have a parenting fail, you don't really reconcile the fact that like, yeah, that was a fail on their part. Right. <laughs> you know you're mad at them, but you don't recognize it as a fail. Yeah, you can't think it out like you're going to when you become an adult and have children of your own, especially. And I think what what happens again back into this circle of life is that there just comes a time where everybody forgives everybody. Yeah. You 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 forgive your parents for not being perfect for, you know, just not yeah. maybe handling things correctly. You know, and parents just. We, we allow it, we forgive our children and we allow, you know, for those teenage years maybe, mm-hmm. and we allow them to grow up and become adults and a new relationship is formed. And really the, and the second point that I make about this is despite all of this, despite the fact that we're going to be sending them out with baggage, it really isn't as much baggage as we think. A lot of these mom fails cross fingers right yeah you can't see see mom fingers are crossed she's got both fingers crossed but a lot of these what we call mom fails just you know the the uh podcast we did about you can't choose your kids memories and your favorite day was my what i thought was my biggest mom fail so we we need to be a little a little bit softer on ourselves. yeah so to this point we thought we would share things we feel bad about regarding our mothering and i will start and I'm going to start with my daughter, Stephanie, who's here and can actually <laughs> remembers this particular thing and can speak to it. Um, so at some point, Stephanie started telling me she had pneumonia. And um, I don't really remember all the reasons, but I just didn't believe it. I, I thought she was, she was being a, maybe a bit dramatic. I thought she maybe had a cold. I mean, Sorry. you were coughing, right? Like... Uh- I mean, so I was 12 and I was coughing and I kept telling you that my back hurt in between my shoulder blades. Yeah. And I, and I said, and this is a quote, that doesn't mean you have pneumonia. Now, (laughs) years later, maybe a decade later, I did read an article in which pain between your shoulder blades, as you described so, so aptly, (laughs) is a sign of pneumonia. But at the time I just said, I'm sure you just pulled a muscle you're coughing a little bit. You sound like you have a cold. You know, fine. you're fine. fine. You're fine. At a school. And yeah. <laughs> you just kept saying, but I, I don't feel fine. I have pneumonia. So I don't know, maybe three days, three days passed. And you kept, we kept having this discussion. Is it maybe, impolite for me to, um, <laughs> but was it longer? So it's, I, I kind of remember it being a little bit longer <laughs> three days it's fine it's water under the bridge we're gonna stick about it yeah we're gonna stick with three days because three days to a 12 year old who was sick sure that's a long time so we're gonna stick with three days but it might have been longer i mean very possibly could have been anyway one evening i was fixing dinner and you were just telling me just how bad you felt etc and i turned to your dad i said I think we better just take her into, I think we sent you, we, we, we took you to the ER. I said, I don't think she's got pneumonia, but I, this is just what she's saying. And yeah, let's just go make sure. So your dad took you to the emergency room. And when you came home, you had quite a smile on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow through the the heavy lungs and the, you know, that's right. Through the sickness. And you declared yourself diagnosed with pneumonia. So I didn't feel really good about myself at that point. And um, 
I would just like to say that you probably got the best care ever because a guilty mom, you know. The, the chicken soup, the being able to watch movies. The- oh, yeah. Yeah. All, all of it. So anyway, that was, that was one of my, I'm sure there are more fails uh, that I did with you, but I'm, uh, but that's the, that's the one that we usually talk about and laugh about. (laughs) But I was thinking about this today. I, I knew I had a lot of mom fails, but you know, you always think you're going to remember everything. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, you just usually don't years later. So I decided to turn the question over to my kids, my oldest. Oh, that's dangerous. Well, and I said, hey, you know, share with me any experiences you had where, you know, mom was not at her best. I was not at my best. And it kind of started slowly as like a troll trickle. Mm-hmm. Kind of shared a couple of things, kind of tested the waters. And then, okay, have you ever like seen a video of like a tsunami approaching the, the shoreline? Oh, oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of been what this turned into. They realized they had a green light. Yes. This airing of grievances, <laughs> tsunami. And I just, I just kind of laughed. I mean, what else could you do? But um, Eden, who was about 10 years old, she came home from school and said, um, mom, I failed my vision test in my left eye. She said, when I went, when I went to go read, you know, the letters, everything Mm -hmm. looked really blurry. And, um, so the nurse is just going to call you and, you know, uh, oh, kind of school yeah. nurse, yes. Uh, well, of course it was blurry. You, you know, you were holding one hand over your eye while you used the right eye. <laughs> See, like, I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure you're fine. Well, then, so I just ignored it. And I told her she was fine. She could see just fine. <laughs> then fast forward a year, and at her well child, she took a vision test there. And the doctor said, um, you know, she didn't score really well on the vision test. You oh, no. should get it looked at and yeah. okay and kind of that same thing like fine fine i'll take this child that i'm sure can see perfectly to the eye doctor i just had a baby at the time so that was fun and i kind of just walked in there just waiting kind of same thing like just sure the the, the eye doctor was going to be like yeah she's fine but in fact um <laughs> she, oh, no. said, she said um your daughter has amblyopia in her left eye and i was like oh, what is that doesn't sound good <laughs> what stuff. is that uh, basically my daughter had not been able to see out of her left eye her whole life because mm-hmm. it has something to do with, like the muscles and the nerves and the, right. the, the, the connection to her eye, to her brain. Um, so then she had to patch, wear an eye patch oh. for like two years, pretty, pretty intensely because the longer you put off fixing amblyopia, the harder it is to fix. And right. so she would just, <laughs> Every time she just had this little eye patch on over her eye, it was miserable. And I just, oh, the guilt, just the guilt. You know, can I, can I venture to say that that is the moment you forgave me for the pneumonia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, on the other hand, too, you know, you, you do these things and then it, then you overcompensate with the other kids. Sure. I, I have a son named I mean Michael, and he was having. He said he was having chest pains in his heart. I said, "You're not having chest pains in your heart. You've just pulled a muscle." <laughs> well, then I remembered the pneumonia. Yeah. So two thousand dollars later, with tests, we found out that he did not have a heart problem. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes you can't win for losing. 
Okay, so uh, the next mom fail I thought I would share um, involves my son named, his name is William. He's my oldest son and my number two kid. And um, it was during the Halloween season and he, we were getting up and I was getting breakfast for the kids and getting everybody ready. And he said, mom, today's the day we have to have Halloween costumes and I don't have a costume. Which, okay, I will say at the start of the story, in your, in your defense, he, sure. he did just tell you the morning of. Yes. Yes, he did. Now, when he tells a story, he leaves that part out. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm telling the story. So I thought, okay, well, what, what can we do? What can we do? And I don't remember whose idea it was, but we decided he could be Frankenstein. And I ran around and I, and I got a pair of moon boots. For those that don't live in snow country, moon boots are like snow boots. And they're big. And I thought those could be like his boots. So we put those on him. And then every picture I've seen of Frankenstein, he's worn a vest. Like, doesn't he have a vest? I think he does. That's right. That, that tracks. So I went and got uh, one of your dad's suit vests out of the closet and put it on him. Now, I don't remember how I came up with the green with the green paint for his face because Frankenstein is green. green I don't, I don't know. Um, You certainly wouldn't have like purchased like face paint. Well, no, I, I don't know. Maybe it was some eyeshadow or something. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) his face was green. Okay. Which isn't the worst part of it. So then we're all done. I'm like, Oh, he has those, those socket things that come out of his neck. The bolts. bolts, The bolts. And I thought, what do I do about the bolts? And in a sudden stroke of genius, I went and got two curlers. Now, were they what pink? color were the curlers, though? Yeah, they were pink. Okay. Didn't, didn't think about it at the time. Got some, I don't know how I got them attached. I think it was some duct tape or something. I don't know. Anyway, he had two pink bolts. That Out the door he went. Pink sponge hair curlers, right? Yeah, this pink sponge hair curlers. Yep, yep, yep. When he left for school, I gave myself a mom gold star. A pat on the back. I thought, oh, man, you just you just saved the day. Well, um, however, when he came home from school, um, he informed me that evidently pink sponge curler bolts um, <laughs> did not go over well with the other fourth graders. That's a great story. <laughs> In the theme of, of Halloween costumes. Are you going to talk about the moving box? I might. Are you okay if I talk about the moving box? Go away. Talk talk away. But I, I'm, let me just say, (laughs) we had, we had moved to Indiana and the first day of school, we were told that it was going to be costume day. And so we had had nothing. And this story speaks to your resourcefulness because it does. (laughs) You look around. You're so kind. And you thought, what, what do we have on hand? We have moving boxes on hand. <laughs> so you took a moving box and you cut out armholes for me. Yes, I did. I walked in a school parade with my arms in <laughs> hole as this big moving box. Oh, that's so sad. And, and I, I'm, I'm not still scarred, but I will say that, um, it wasn't the most popular costume in the in the parade. It didn't win any awards. Yeah, um, nobody yeah. said, "Hey, cool costume! I want to be that next year." 
Yeah, no. And I would also like to say that once again, I sent you out the door thinking, I just nailed this. Save the day. Save you like, you like check to make sure your cape was still on. Like, That's right. <laughs> I know. See, as a parent now, I appreciate that kind of resourcefulness. Like, what else would you do in that circum- circumstance? Well, right. And it's just one of those things, you know. So my fourth child, Weston, was about nine months old. And he woke up one morning just covered in these like red dots. They weren't, you know, they didn't swell. They weren't above the surface. It was a weird rash from his forehead down to his whole body. Mm. Um, just out of nowhere. And I thought, wow, this is, this is really strange. So I, I actually took him into the doctor and um, <laughs> the doctor <laughs> took a look at it. And then she started looking at the top of his head, like kind of going through, coming through his hair. I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. And she said, you know, he, he's got a really thick case of cradle cap. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I, you just had, he's had it for months, but it's and, cradle and cap. Like you just, yeah, Wes is your fifth child. They've all got, they all get it. All babies get it. And it just kind of goes away. And yeah. Right. Right. Well, I learned some, some things that day. Uh, <laughs> cradle cap is a fungus. And if you leave the cradle cap for nine months, that fungus will spread all over oh my. the body. And oh. it causes like red rash all over oh my. the body. So I felt good about that. I'm glad, <laughs> not, I'm glad he's not old enough to remember. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, you don't have to worry about that one. He doesn't even remember it. But I felt great. <laughs> and and the, the doctor was nice. And here's a tip for you. Um, the doctor said you can use Seltzer Blue on your baby's head as early as two months old. And it kills the fungus that causes this cradle cap. Wow. There's it right up. That's great. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, Who knew? Well, and I think I think this too goes back to the point. You know, you don't know what you know till you know what you know. Right. I mean and unfortunately sometimes the kid, you know Yeah. I you just don't know this stuff. And um and we can we can be it, you know, kind of kind to ourselves about that. Um we're all going to do things that we regret or realize, you know, really wasn't the best thing. We're not perfect. Our kids aren't perfect. So you can't expect a, a perfect result. Um, one thing too, you know, in the, in our efforts as a mother, um, we can, we can apologize when we're wrong. Yeah. You know, parenting theories come and go, but um, it used to be that, you know, you would never apologize to a children, to your child. I mean, kind of like, don't let them, see you sweat kind of an idea yeah but, so, so if you're if you're in charge then you don't apologize for right right but a well-placed apology a good conversation about how you were feeling about you know you didn't know something or you didn't right. you did the best you could I think really goes a long way with our children well and you know along that line and speaking of mom fails so my oldest gosh she just there's our little guinea pig as all as all oldest children are aren't and, they all you know, and she, you know, had a problem with hitting and is in a lot of hand. She also wanted to be a safety patrol at school and she hit and, and I, you know, I had said, if you hit again, then I'm not going to let you be a safety patrol. And in my mind and in my young mom years, and I was right, you know, it seemed like a good logical consequence to take, to say that she couldn't be a safety patrol. She couldn't be nice to her sister. 
Um, and then she and we hit her sister again. And so I said, okay, no safety patrol. Anyways, long story short, looking like she was so devastated by it. And I really wish that I had had the, you know, foresight to, to realize, you know what, it would have been okay to apologize, mm-hmm. to recognize that, you know, I, I overreacted, talk about a different kind of consequence for hitting and maybe done that a little bit differently. Um, and from that point on, I, I was, I was a lot better about apologizing when I messed mm-hmm. up as a mom. And yeah. And, and I think that um, to, to say that, that, that there's never a place for that is, is is not is not correct there there is a place for apologies and there is a place for um you know yeah. figuring out a, a better way a better way to do things and i think those things go a long ways well and you know and when you show your kids that you're sorry and it teaches them that you know parents make mistakes too you know they're going to go into their own parenting with maybe a little more grace for themselves because they're going to you know they're not going to have this point. idea their kids that their parents always knew what they were doing right and I think sometimes you know we don't want our kids to know we don't know what we're doing right and, and that stems from you know that the not wanting to apologize we're afraid that we'll we'll show that weakness but really well, it's, it's who not wants a to be the yeah who wants to be the captain of a boat in rocky waters and, and the people yeah. think they don't know what they're doing you know well, yeah right you need a captain who knows you know but I think I think kids get that. I think they get it. If you were to say, you know what, I overreacted there, and yeah. you know that that really consequence nice. doesn't, yeah, that really doesn't fit what what was going on here, and I'm going to change my mind. And I think that's, I think that that's great. I think that's a great great good way to handle that. The bottom line really is that motherhood isn't a scorecard that we keep, and at the end we tally up all the positive and positives and negatives and that's our score right it's about showing up every day rain or shine and just doing our best yeah yeah and I think we also trust in our kids ability to forgive and love and um right I I am, am regularly shocked at how much of our lives that we spend together as a family mm-hmm. is spent as adults you know, when you're right. a kid, you kind of just think you're always going to be a kid and mm-hmm. your parents will always seem like your parents and your siblings will always be siblings, you know, like mm-hmm. in their current personalities and, and interaction type things. But, you know, there's so so much of life, the vast majority of your family life is spent as adults and you kind of have a completely different relationships as, a, as adults. And so those formative years when as mom fails or, you know, kid fails mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, like that's just, just a, a small blip in your experiences together as a family and in your, you know, growing relationships and, and um, yeah, that, that, that is such a good point. And, and you will spend more years in your adult relationship with your children than you yeah. will have like you're saying in their, in their childhood years. And we don't have 18 years to get it right. And then that's, that's it. Right. Right. We have, we have our whole lifetime. We will be our children's mothers, you know, for forever. And, you know, you don't, you don't stop being a mother when you, when your children turn 18. (laughs) So um, I think that, that, that's a, that's a great way to look at that. Uh, So today we, we've shared what we, 
considered some of our mom fails. Um, but the truth is that if I listed my mom's successes, I would have a longer list. Right. We, have, we have more successes than we give ourselves credit for. So I would just say, you know, at the end of this podcast, I would encourage you all to get a sit down with a paper and a pen or a pencil and write yourself a list. Uh, but not your top things you feel bad about, but write down the top things you feel, maybe the top three things you feel good about. And at the bottom of the list, write out the words, I am doing better than I think. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, you can contact me at Cynthia.Anderson at one mom to another, or visit me on the website, one mom to another.com. If you are interested in my book, One Mom to Another, it is available on Amazon, or you can head to the uh, over to webtalkradio.net and click on my book link. While you're there, check out the other great podcasts on their site. Thanks again, and remember, as always, you are doing better than you think. I need some heart.